Thomas Holbrook, the second and Stephen Kelly. Welcome back to another action-packed episode of the Next Report Unix and Overlook Pop Culture. I'm Thomas Holbrook, the second. And this is Stephen Kelly. Uh, right now, we want to take the time to kind of, it's kind of, think of it kind of a, almost like a news roundup and tying up loose ends because really that's sometimes that's what needs to happen this will be our potpourri episode if you will um long time ago well it seemed like a long time ago <laughs> way back in the ye old days of february <laughs> or march um we, we talked about uh and incident in which a professional wrestler was debuting a new gimmick and that gimmick the problem is that gimmick kind of painted you know brushed a certain demographic with a broad brush and well it, it turned out um, <laughs> turned out that uh Jacks, the guy behind the Jack Swagger persona, got caught uh, with uh, driving under the influence. They caught, they found marijuana in his vehicle, and <laughs> everything else. And it's just like, well, yeah, it was like, oh, like immediately after we did that episode, it was like they they have recorded SmackDown the Thursday or the Friday show that they do, and. You know, here they are pushing this guy. They're they're, they're going to have him be, you know, their next champion most likely. And boom, busted with weed. <laughs> I was just like, it's pretty stupid. So needless to say, we don't want to talk about this too long. But Jack Swagger, uh, you know, he got chumped out at WrestleMania. And they seem to be already whizzing his gimmick out. He's stopped you know, it basically it's failed. Like once again, no one cares. So, you know, we were talking about before whether he was going to do something earth shattering and bring a lot of attention to it and everything. Well, they they did attempt to get Glenn Beck because Glenn Beck ran his mouth about uh, wrestling fans on there, and he basically was like, you know, how dare they? Blah 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 blah. And you know, everyone in the the real world was like, hey, Glenn. Um, you do realize it's fake, right? And he was like, well, whatever. Didn't really. WWE had offered him, like, five minutes of uninterrupted, like, talking time on, on their show and stuff like that. He didn't take it. So the whole thing just pretty much fizzled out at this point. And at this point, if it weren't for Glenn Beck popping off, uh, they probably wouldn't have pushed Swagger any further than that. Maybe they realized, okay, 
we, we, we need to kind of forgive people for minor transgressions and we're being too hard on people. Plus, when you set something in stone for WrestleMania, it's kind of hard to change course right in the middle. Yeah. Well, like, with him doing court appearances currently, and he's probably, you know, he'll, the, I think it was the state of Texas he was in where he was busted. You know, he's going to probably end up paying a fine and getting a slap on the wrist. But I just thought that was, the timing of that was, you know, the most impeccable timing you could ever imagine with, you know, hey, how can I screw my career up today? Well, I think I'm going to have a bunch of weed in my car, and then I'm going to speed. Because you know, kids, if you're going to be speeding, don't be a weeding. <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's Rob Van Dam said that. Um, <laughs> but bas- basically, um, like, even Texas, I think Texas radio personality Alex Jones indicated that he was offered money to appear... <laughs> at WrestleMania or something like that, and he never indicated whether he accepted or not. Well, the fact that nary a mention of Jones, I think he just basically ignored what Michael Cole popping off about, you know, the so-called fan mail that Swagger was receiving from Glenn Beck or Alex Jones. He just just ignored it, basically, and didn't take the bait, which is understandable. Um, But Pretty much, you know, the conspiracy theorist in me is saying that the whole the whole weed thing may have been staged because honestly, even Jeff Hardy would have been punished by now. Well, the the whole thing is, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he gets let go when his contract's done because he's been. They don't just outright fire people. Rob Van Dam got busted. The little quote that I mentioned earlier. He was the, the unified champion, and he actually got busted in a similar situation where he and another wrestler by the name of Sabu were speeding down a highway and uh, in some rural town, and they got pulled over, and they had like they were like literally smoking weed right there. So they didn't immediately get fired, but they based like they were quick to make Van Dam lose the belt, and they kind of you could tell they were getting punished in the back, basically there. Pushes got taken away. Um, yeah, Sabu wasn't there much longer after that. So it was just, it's, it's a matter of time. And, and the fact is, the fact is Dutch Mantel is basically stuck by um, Swagger for as long as he did. Maybe because Glenn Beck opened his mouth and maybe he realized people are going to make mistakes and I need to let go of the fact that a dear relative of mine died. Well, they were, you know, when, when the whole Glenn Beck thing went down, they were probably thinking they struck struck gold at that point, but it just didn't go anywhere. No one, you know, I'm generalizing here, but not too many people care about Glenn Beck because you have to pay, he's not, he's not on like serious or anything. You have to like go to a website and it's like a pay-per-view type thing to listen to him. And you know, I bet that pays the bills and everything, but that can't possibly have a very large viewership. So. Um, yeah, exactly. Or listenership, I should. Well, I think they record video from it too. So. And and that's pretty much pretty much it. Maybe they'll because what struck me is Randy Orton, you know, got caught with marijuana. He as soon as he got caught, they transitioned to punishment mode right away. Swagger, they didn't. 
And yeah. may, maybe certain circumstances cause that to happen, but... Well, the thing with Orton is he constantly... Orton's, like, actually close to getting fired, supposedly, because he has had two wellness violations, which in their system, they have a, this wellness system set up to where if people are taking illicit drugs and they fail a drug test. They get a strike and they get fined and uh, put on the benches for a while. Orton's get been that's happened twice. Uh, what they don't tell you though is if that happens, that's actually it's like kind of like a each infraction, three infractions equal a strike. So he's actually been he's failed now uh, more than six drug tests. So way to go. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I think, in my opinion, marijuana needs to be legalized and be done with it because seriously, this is getting dumb. And and everything else, and it's more along the lines of, you know, it's not so much of taking the stuff in the first place, but blatantly getting caught with it probably is what they have a problem with more than anything else. Because you look at some of these, some of these people who are just so super big and super strong, and you're like, you're wondering if they're not taking something still or not because. How many wrestling shows do you see in Oregon anymore? Well, you don't. And yeah. there's a reason for that because uh, of Oregon state law requiring certain types of uh, drug testing to make sure nobody's taking illegal performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, wow. So, yeah, they just can't go in there at all pretty much. No. Well, it's like The, the Rock, you know, got injured supposedly after WrestleMania. No one's sure. People are of two minds about it. He either uh, did get injured, and it's because he was a giant roid monster, because if you have been watching him for, for the last year, he's like doubled in size ever since he did. Which, you know, that's no secret that people in Hollywood take that kind of stuff. You can't tell me that Stallone looks like that naturally at the you know age of 68 or whatever he is. <laughs> or, you know, it's a story, or he basically like was acting like a prima donna backstage or something, but Either way, it's kind of funny that they protect certain people and other people they kind of set up as a fall guy. Well, I think we're going to switch some gears here. I know you wanted to talk about a little bit of the the Bitcoin situation right now. Um, Before we get into that, there's there's something that... This is a cryptocurrency that's all digital, and... Every time it really takes off is when there's some sort of economic issues from cutting off donations to WikiLeaks um, on the part of major banks and credit card companies uh, to this to what's been happening in Cyprus as of late. You you've been keeping an eye on that as well. Yeah, um, at my current job that I have, I, I I've mentioned this before, but. I work in an office, and I basically have to sit at a desk um, the entire time. So I listen to news constantly. And um, one of the big things that happened recently was, uh, if you recall, you know, the bank crash in 2008, we were only able to uh, get out of that because the government, you know, bailed the banks out. Well, they have a, a horrible system over in Europe where, you know, recently the, the, the Eurozone all these countries that use the euro um, basically got hit worse than we did because unlike us, we, we actually have an investing 
segment of our banks and we also have like you know actual money over in Europe they have a big problem where uh, due to kind of the uh, Thatcherism in England it kind of spread they their banks are almost entirely based on investment banking so because of that you know England is in a triple dip recession and you've got some other uh, problems and it seems like lately southern Europe has been in this uh, having this problem where all these countries it was Greece first now Cyprus Slovenia looks like it might be going uh, Portugal Spain they've all been having to get bailed out from uh, Eurozone and uh, Chancellor Merkel from Germany has basically been in charge of this the problem is is there's this perceived uh, I don't say racism but almost like north versus south mentality where these northern European countries that are a little more well-off have been kind of sticking it to the southern European countries that they feel are, quote-unquote, lazy or have bad culture and stuff like that. So you have Cyprus, which is, you know, kind of known to be a... It's, it's basically a, a Russian tax haven. It's like our... Uh, oh, what's the the one that people in America use? Not Not the Virgin Islands, but the the Bahamas and, you know, places like that, their, their entire economy is Russian mafia money, basically, let's face it. <laughs> and um, so what happened was when all these banks started screwing up, you know, and they were in the same subprime mortgage problems that we had where they were giving loans to people willy-nilly. They, need, they basically needed this money in order to not, you know, default and, you know, completely destroy their country. And... It's causing all these problems. Now, where I'm going with this is, you know, there's a lot of turmoil going on. Uh, you know, if it, if it ends up like Greece, you're going to have youth unemployment jump up to something like 30%. You're going to have, you know, homeless people and people with no jobs constantly. Um, well, it was announced recently that they were, that uh, a company was actually going to put a, because you can't trust the, the euro anymore they're thinking about testing out putting a bitcoin atm in cyprus like and and just to put an emphasis on it basically instead of doing the whole bailout thing they did a bail in thing where funds were kind of you know confiscated instead oh yeah that was shady they they were kind of like um trying to stick it to the russians with that what it was was uh, originally it was going to be everybody and then there was almost a riot basically but now anyone that has more than $100,000, I think, in the bank, um, they're going to take a flat percentage off of everyone's account to pay off their debt. So anyone that has a little bit of money just lost, you know, a quarter of it or something over there. And when they originally were going to do that, they were going to do it with everyone. So can you imagine, you know, you know, you have your rent money sitting in your bank and all of a sudden the government's like, whoops. They were worried that, that was going to set a bad precedent where, excuse me, sorry, where these countries like, let's say, Slovenia is the next one. They were worried that it was going to basically cause this precedent where Germany was going to demand that every country do that. And it scared the crap out of a lot of people. And if you're going to do something like that, at least offer a nice little perk or bonus that's going to make up for it. Like, like six months from now, we'll let... Well, oh, uh, well, 
Yeah, no, that's just a bad idea. <laughs> I think what they're they're allegedly doing is it's not like they're just taking the money. They're they're technically forcing them to buy government bonds. But let's say that the government goes under next month or something, uh, then they're out of money and also the government collapses <laughs> or something. So it's like that would be like you know forcing someone to buy like magic beans that, you know, with a gun to their head or something. I don't know. It's just, it's not, not for these people to have like these investments. It's just not a good idea. And they're, they're seeing capital flight. You know, everybody's basically stuffing their suitcase, trying to get the hell out of there now. And which brings us to what's been going on, on as a plate. What's, um, what they've again, experimented with, started to experiment with is, Bitcoin-based ATMs. What's been happening in Cyprus is the reason why Bitcoin has spiked yet again. Uh, when first time Bitcoin spiked, there was a massive market correction, and it went right back down under four dollars. <laughs> wow! Yeah, it was. It, How much did it get up to then? Like it, about thirty. Okay. Thirty or so, and now it just spiked to over two hundred dollars. <laughs> Holy crap! Um. What I'm starting to notice, and there are some people who do argue against it, those who come from the Austrian School of Economics, uh, you know, you'll find an argument against it on the Mises Institute website, but you'll also find an article by another author who comes out kind of in favor of it. They see it kind of as a, just a different vehicle in terms of commerce, nothing more or something to that extent. But what so what is Bitcoin? Bitcoin um, is a peer-to-peer digital currency. Think of, think of it in terms of the U.S. dollar, but remove the Federal Reserve from the equation. Throw in a pro- agreed-upon protocol that everybody follows and everybody supports that protocol. That's basically what Bitcoin is. It's, a, it's an encrypted currency. That you know, unlike e-gold, unlike you know, other things like that, it's it's peer-to-peer, and everything is kept in a public ledger blockchain, if you will. Now, it does not attach a name, street address, phone number to a transaction. It attaches a random series of characters, known as your digital digital wallet. So that's why you see, for example, donate Bitcoin to us and a random string of characters, you know, letters and what have you. That's their Bitcoin wallet address. When you down, when you go to um, Bitcoin.org or, you know, choose your wallet, you can download the Bitcoin wallet on Bitcoin.org. You can choose the one for your uh, for a computer or you can get one for your Android device. And the cool thing is that when you open up the software it gives you a random wallet address. The bad news is, say you reinstall your operating system and your computer, well, Ooh. you lost your bitcoins. 
Like oh, there's that, no way to recover them at all, pretty much. Or? Uh, pretty much. That's why you. Oh wow. <laughs> that's why you can have multiple addresses. You send them to multiple addresses. Basically, it requires you know caution on your part. I prefer an Android-based wallet because I keep my phone on me at all times. I don't let it get out of my sight. Yeah. Um, web wallets are are an option. The only problem is if that if the server gets broken into your host in a hurry and there are places to get bitcoins for free such as dailybitcoins.org among other websites to get you started with a little bit of bitcoin unlike the US dollar bitcoins are divisible by several decimal points value well they have like those uh, those those sites like i remember in the past um, there was I, I did a couple of those sites where, you know, and I, I made a, a tiny amount of money, but it was kind of cool. But you know those uh, paid survey sites that they had, where you'd go and like act like you give a crap about some kind of hair product or something, and you get thirty dollars. <laughs> I remember I tested deodorant one time and got money for it. Um, I've noticed that with bitcoins, that a lot of those, you know, and they, they they do stuff like that for Facebook credits and other intangible you know currencies like that i so they they have something like that for for bitcoin as well don't they where you're technically earning them um in essence yeah there are some websites where where this is actually ingenious by the way um coinvisitor.com and bitvisitor.com those are two websites where you enter your wallet address you visit it shoots you to certain sites and you can choose content that's not safe for work as well as an option to open up your options so if you're at home or you don't really care or if your boss doesn't care in your office and there's a type that says okay if you look at porn you have to share with everybody <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's some places out there that do that it wouldn't surprise me but anyway you get paid by looking at a site for about one of them you look at the site for about five minutes so you can discover sites that you never thought you would have run into, which is kind of ingenious. Genius method of advertising and everything else. And then you can also solve a little solve a little capture, it's kind of like a puzzle thing to where you pick the symbol that doesn't belong with the like symbols in the little capture, you just click on it. And and then at some point you get paid. With every transaction there's a small fee because let's face it when you're creating a digital currency by breaking a mathematical algorithm and that's also how they verify each transaction. Um, the miners have to get paid somehow and the fees are small but they can add up quickly unless they bundle transactions. Yeah. So and there's also a little bit of confusion. There was even confusion on my part, and then I looked at it again and go, okay, that's what's going on. Bitcoin does not guarantee you will never get caught. There's a difference between being anonymous and being untraceable. Bitcoin's technically anonymous in the sense that it doesn't attach a name, street address, phone number, etc. to every transaction. The problem 
is that say somebody gets a hold of your computer, discovers your your address, or knows that's your wallet address, they can tell where your transactions are coming from. Well, definitely. I know that in the past that they've had, you know, Bitcoin, unfortunately, due to its nature, has uh, attracted some pretty shady people that think that they can go to the dark web and, you know, put an assassination on someone using Bitcoin or something and they're not going to get caught. I think recently there was someone got, that got busted for trafficking class one drugs through the mail or something that got caught through, through that and was like, oh, I, don't, I didn't think I could get caught. Like, like, and basically what one of the things that's cropped up as a result of it, uh, there's another technology called TOR, which stands for the Onion Router, which allows traffic to be anonymized and everything else. But the cool part about TOR is that you can create what's called a hidden service. And that hidden service can be just a simple informational web page on your home computer or, or an entire dedicated website to selling illicit goods and services <laughs> such as the Silk Road. Way to go, guys. Now, while the Silk Road, its transactions there are hard to trace, in the case of Stacy Litz up in Pennsylvania, um, it's proof positive that it does not matter what goes on in cyberspace. Once the drugs enter the real world, that's when it becomes especially traceable <laughs> and you can get screwed. You can't tell me that that entire website isn't, like, nothing but FBI infiltrators and stuff at this point. You know? <laughs> well, and the thing is, they don't even have, it doesn't even have to be infiltrated by the FBI at this point. And here's why. Um, the individual in question was a part of many organizations, and what wound up happening was they got ensnared in a, in a trap by an undercover cop. Oh, I see. It didn't matter if she got it through the Silk Road or if she got it off the streets. The fact is, sooner or later, she would have it in her hands. And that's when they kind of got to the point where they're like, you can cooperate with us and we'll lessen the sentence and everything else. And it started a big, giant mess. And this is also why, though I sympathize with anarcho-capitalism, agorism, etc., etc., so on and so forth, and you, and people are trying to live like the man doesn't exist, well, that doesn't mean the man's going to automatically go away. Yeah, he's not the boogeyman. You can't just, you know, act like nothing's going on and then they disappear or something. No, it's... <laughs> humanity has to get to a point where they don't have to rely on, upon authority as much they can be their own authority and interact with each other peacefully. We're not there yet. So do you think uh, that uh, in the future with uh, you know Bitcoin, do you think that that could possibly be a, a good replacement for some of these fallen currencies? Do you think like it's do you, do you think it's just going to be a, a wild like speculation fest and it's going to eventually crash or do you think you know people are actually going to take it up at all? Um I will. I will. I believe that something is. See, the thing about Bitcoin is, and people are comparing it to the Liberty Dollar, 
Liberty Dollar event, NORFED eventually got shut down. Yeah. But that's because NORFED was actively trying to replace the U.S. dollar as yeah. a drop-in replacement. Bitcoin is not. It's just trying to... The people behind the project are trying to fight for existence. The original person went or a group, however you want to look at it, went under, under the name of Satoshi. That, hence why the little fractions of Bitcoins are called Satoshis. That person slash group, however you want to look at it, they eventually just faded, disappeared. Oh, wow. They, they, they did so shortly after people thought, hey, we can support WikiLeaks with Bitcoin donations, and they tried to warn them, it's not ready for something like that yet. Yeah, you don't want to end up getting, you know, you don't want to be like that Kim.com guy and get, you know, embroiled in some kind of, like, multinational problem yep. because you run a website or something. That guy probably had the good idea to get out of it just in case. I mean, they handed the keys of the kingdom over to people that they could trust, and then they just kind of faded out of existence almost. And so... I honestly, I see something like Bitcoin in the future being used as a vehicle for e-commerce and as an intermediary, because let's face it, there's popular services like PayPal out there, but um, as some people have discovered, even if it's for the greatest of causes, if you obtain too much money at too fast of a rate, of a rate your account can get locked. Yeah, because um, they're always afraid that everyone, no matter what, is embezzling money through it or something. And though WePay doesn't necessarily do that, they there's going to come a point where they're going to have to avoid lawsuits somehow on, on their end. Was WePay the one that's through Western Union, or is that the uh, is that, that other one? It, it's, it's an alternative service. It's what people um, at Occupy, when Occupy Wall Street was going on it's yeah. at its height, people we're raising money through that to basically feed people, and the only thing that a person from there asks is, okay, what are you using this money for? How are you using it? And they told them, they're like, oh, okay. But, um, and looks like we ran out of time. We got so lost in conversation, didn't we? Yeah, we definitely did. Well, maybe we'll carry on next week. We actually had some other topics we are going to talk about, but <laughs> oops. Oh, that's all right. Um, Remember to entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself. I'm Thomas Holbrook II. I'm Stephen Kelly. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Next Report with your hosts Thomas Holbrook II and Stephen Kelly. Our intro music is from J.T. Bruce. It's called Plunge into Hyperreality. It's from the album Dreamer's Paradox, available for free at gemendo.com. Any news clips used are utilized under fair use, and please feel free to visit us at thenextreport.com where you can leave feedback and see show notes.